0: What's up? Welcome back to the State of the Art Podcast. My name is Mike.
1: My name is Kayson. We are joined again
0: by Yet TJ again. from TJ the Emperor on YouTube.
1: Man who needs no introduction. At this point. At this episode point, three. Nope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> After three episodes. The third episode yes. of our Xenosaga analysis. Um, we left off right as we learned that Alan likes Shion and... <laughs> Yes, uh, She's supposed to be going to the bridge to report. Yes, know, she's she already giving did the that. data. She no, already not, did that well, once, because oh, she yes. goes a second time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The but Zohar she was picked up. Cher, yeah. cher, what is his name? Cherenkov? Cherenkov knows more than everyone else about what's going on with that right. Zohar. Um... What was the exact point upon which we left off? We left off on
1: me freaking talking about this bunny. Vanderkam. This bunny joke. Oh, yes. I think
0: Vanderkam's the point we come up to. So after that scene on the bridge with Cherenkov and the captain and the people saying, can you please tell us what's going on? We feel left in the dark. Shion is walking back to her quarters and she comes across.
1: A man with an X. face (laughs) do you recognize this guy it's almost
0: exactly vander Kemp from xeno gears i was so
1: surprised same name and everything
0: the only difference is he has a cross on his face in xeno gears
1: now it's And now
0: it's like an x yeah
1: well but he has the same name same personality like he's kind of the same dude I was like, wait a minute! Yeah. I thought you're supposed
0: to be avoiding copyright here. What's going on with this? Um,
1: I guess uh, no one has a copyright over a dude with an X on his face I named guess so. I
0: guess so. But Got away with that one. he's
1: just beating the balls out of his employees. I he was is laughing just, really he is hard just at this.
0: Destroying these. people. I mean, it's literally just like it's, it's assault. It's just every, straight assault every on everybody. Every single
1: employee he hits, <laughs> it's like the force of backbreaking force, and it's just like, dude, these people are in a hospital for the next three weeks. Like, you're not. You you can't do this, yeah. not just for moral reasons. Physically, people can't work like this, and then you're <laughs> going to have to do everything. Anyways, <laughs> so in this huge room in front of everyone, he is just like, pow, pow, screw you, I hate you. You're the worst employee ever. Do your work. And everyone's just like getting jacked. Like, dude, it's 7,000 AD. <laughs> Bad look, dude, like come on, get with the times, man. Like this isn't 3000 AD, you can't just well, beat your. <laughs>
0: and I think it's hilarious that be is just casually observing this and kind of like brushes it off. Like, I know, All right,
1: bye. <laughs> I know, but that's what made me think like, okay, are we dealing with another two-tiered like human uh, system I, I where know. there are some humans oh, that are less like valuable and then there's some humans that are more valuable, Maybe. But, but we but also, right around here, get introduced to the Raelians which yep. are kind of That's like kind the of his, slave yeah. class, right? right? Like they're people but they're not, but they right. seem like it, but yep. they are they're, they're they've been mind-hacked to behave a certain way. Right. So were those reallians that he was hitting? I didn't I, don't think I didn't so. gather
0: that. I think cuz the reallians all wear red pretty much. Okay. And these dudes were just like in orange jumpsuits. I think they were just like engineer people, but Dude,
1: Vandercom sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was funny though. Anyways,
1: Um, we also learned that um, Alan's not the only one to. Well, it seems that way. Yeah, this this
0: introduction to Kevin I thought was kind of interesting.
2: Yeah. Because
0: he's he's wearing (laughs) like the same clothes as Sheon and the other uh, people in the what they call it Division One that's doing the work with Cosmos. But he, I didn't remember seeing him during the simulation part. Like I didn't. He must have been somewhere else or maybe yeah, he's off duty. Yeah, I, I don't or, remember seeing him. I mean, it's a pretty important test. You would feel you get your best people. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what Kevin's role is yet. But he kind of comes in while she's working privately on like a computer terminal. Yeah. Comes to talk to her. This this was a scene I, I kind of laughed at too. I, I think it's the writing in it that... I just found Is it kind this of the one awkward. where he doesn't know what to say? He's like, Okay. Cosmos this- is gonna wake up tomorrow or something like yes. that or soon. Yes, yes, yes. And it's like, I'm struggling, I can't sleep because I'm struggling yeah. to know what to say to her. What do I say? And and Xion's answer is you could just say good morning, Cosmos. Ohio. And he's like <laughs> relieved. It's like that's profound. <laughs> thank <laughs> you
1: so much. I can relax now. That's what I. That's what? What I <laughs> this is my note. I just. Right? It's, it's so funny. Like, he doesn't know what to say to her when she wakes up, but she's all like, just say good morning and all. And now the guy's like, oh, great. Thank you. Now I can finally get some sleep. <laughs> like, all in all caps, like, you've saved my life. It is so funny, dude. I don't know.
0: And now. Yeah. I wanted to pass this to TJ. It, I, I know that they're probably going to have to tread lightly, spoilers wise, around this character somewhat. Um, because I saw your videos. Because there's so a love triangle. We've I'm, got Team Alan and I'm, Team Kevin now. I know something of a little bit of what's coming with this character. So this is the mm. one thing that you know I, I probably spoiled myself on a little bit, I feel like. But is there anything we should say about Alan and Shion at this point, you think, that would give us context to this conversation? or Or do you think we should totally save that for more... Scenes later.
3: Oh, you're asking about Alan, not about not about Kevin.
0: Sorry, about Kevin. I meant I meant
1: Kevin.
3: Okay. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean. I... Oh, we missed a scene. Because we did, We skipped a scene. Just which know. scene did we skip? The scene where Alan wants to ask her out, but won't. Oh, right. And it's because I my note says it's not that he doesn't want to. He thinks he can't ask her out on a oh, date. Right. Like yeah. there's something else holding him back. Like there's something preventing him from asking her to be his his yeah, GF.
0: He's the one that realized she left the data behind,
1: and so she, right. he's gonna run so it he to So he gives her. it to her, but then he wants to like, say, hey, do you wanna come to dinner? But he can't do it. Right. Like, he just can't ask her out. Right. And there's something he knows that's the reason for that.
0: Okay. Okay, so then with Kevin, is there anything from this scene, as I laugh it off, that I shouldn't, that I should pay more attention to, I guess is what I'm
3: asking. Um. Okay, I will. I will answer this from the perspective of just, just purely from this scene. Like yeah. all you're meant to, all you're meant to get out of this scene right now is like, um, Kevin and Xion are like obviously they have some sort of a relationship. Doesn't go into exactly you know what that is right now. Um, Kevin is. Obviously, a high-ranking member of the the Cosmos design team, and that's basically all you need to know right now. Okay. okay? Like, nice. yeah, I mean, you'll.
0: But they're close. They're close to some degree.
3: They're close. Yes.
0: They have a history.
3: They do. They do have a history. That's correct. All right. <sighs> Very
0: nice. Anyways, I thought the scene was funny.
2: Uh,
3: yeah, I think he, that's he was- how you're supposed to read it. Is like it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> well, and like we'll Kevin him. is Kevin is a sort of like like I, I almost interpret it as like he, Kevin is this brilliant scientist, but he's also like clueless in a way, you know, Yeah. that sort of, of dichotomy. Yeah, whatever
0: kind of dunce. Yeah,
3: like, really. Like, how marks. can someone so brilliant be so? Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha.
0: Okay. So it seems like
1: Wait, did I skip a scene here where she's talking to her brother? The Zohar. No, that happens but when she goes to take a nap. That happens happens, when she sleeps.
0: Okay, so we go straight to the one where she has contact-ish with the Zohar, right?
1: Yes, what we alluded to heavily in in the the last episode. episode. (laughs) (laughs) It happens here. She's
0: there in this um, hangar where they're keeping this thing. But she's referred to as a civilian. So she's not supposed to be here.
1: Yeah, Vandercom is like, keep walking. Yeah, you're not allowed here. It's dangerous. I don't
0: know how she got in here. It doesn't really... It, it seems it sort like of it's just on the way. And she just is... I mean, she's down there right next to the
1: thing. You're right. So it's almost... So either that thing is on the way to the bridge from where she's at. Yeah. Or she's being guided in her walking in a way that she doesn't realize that led her to that
0: place. There's something that gives me that sense. Yeah. Because so she's what like, why I, what, am I here? The way I read the scene as it opens up is that she's in there for a reason. She's mm. doing some kind of observation or study yeah, of yeah. the Zohar. And she's like taking data from it. That's what I thought was going on. Like she's me supposed too. to I be there. I thought she was
1: supposed to be there. Yeah. And
0: then this Vandercom. sort of vision yeah. thing happens. Mm. I see. right? Yep. Where she sees the little girl in the white dress yep. again.
1: And time stops, and we get the ding sound as you see briefly yes. this l- necklace across. Was, necklace flashing right. on the screen.
0: Which was similar to Faye and gears, yes. where it's sort of like shing, like shing same back and forth, almost a hypnotic necklace. sort of like swinging. This, 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 yeah. this one doesn't swing like that, but it's that same oh, sound, right. that little shing sound. Yeah, yeah. As it shows on a black screen with just that little cross pendant. And but then, it is like a
1: hypnotic thing. It's like it, something yes. which is it sort of which is symbolic of the subconscious. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. The subconscious emerging. And she sees the little girl standing next to the Zohar in this yeah. like field. And the little girl goes inside. She unwalks up to it and touches it. And it sort of liquefies around her hand. And and then she's awoken from this trance by Vanderkam running in like what are you doing here you're not supposed to be here yes. and she's like about to get hit by one of those little i don't even know what it is um yeah dude, what is it it's that? like a little apparatus that's like swinging around yeah
1: it's whatever is holding the thing in in mid in place yeah it's suspending yeah. it there
0: it's like a little thing that's swinging yeah. in a circle it's about to like hit her and knock yeah. her off the platform and she's awoken and she falls back and it doesn't hit her. And Vandercom is like yelling at her, you're a yeah, civilian, you you're not supposed to be here.
1: And he also says, we've already lost such and such number of people. Yes. From, here. From touching. Because of this. They vanished when so, they touched it. Which makes me think that first person who touched it earlier in the game, when it was still out in space, yeah. may not have been intentional. It may yeah. not have been someone trying to... Oh, maybe disappear. they were
0: also trancing towards it or something.
1: Maybe, something like that. Or that just, I assumed that that space astronaut knew what they were doing when they touched yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the case anymore because mm. they're talking about losing these people, right? Yeah. But also, it seems like they're having to hold this thing in suspense because if it touches something, the it thing makes disappears. It, oh, that's a good point. Right? If so it touches they have the to ship, hold it. it the might air. disappear. Yeah, I think that's why. Mm. I think so. Although they did, were able to clamp on it with the two, That's like... That's true. The, so the I could things. be wrong on that. But yeah. either way, they're suspending it in the air, probably just because it looks cool.
3: Why not?
0: Is there anything we need to be clarified on on that point, TJ?
3: Uh, no, no. I mean, it, oh. it, at this point, like, you're supposed to be in the dark about most of this. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool.
1: So the cross has a blue jewel in it. Uh-huh. The cross necklace, right? And when well, we see the blue motif the blue accent color with uh, Shion, and that she's got like earrings and, you know, she's got jewelry that Mm -hmm. seems bluish, right? Um, But so there's some kind of connection there. This uh, this little girl's uh, necklace has that on it as well. Um, You also get the vertigo shot, right? It's zooming in while while moving moving back back because the monolith gets huge. It just becomes this massive, massive thing. that's really cool. My note for that is, what's happening? Yep. Um, and then, yeah, we're in, like, the Rocky Mountains. Mm. Which, it, actually, didn't that kind of look like Utah? <laughs> I,
0: didn't, I didn't take note of that, but I guess you're right, yeah. It
1: looked like the Rocky Mountains or something like that, right? So she gets some secrets. There's mouths moving, but there's no words, right? So it's very reminiscent of Xenogears. no idea what they're saying. Um, but she touches it. Right? So then we see liquid water ripple underneath the the crucifix shaped, you know, Zohar, right? Um, So it seems like, and then that's when it all kind of ends, right? Right. Um, So whether she touched it now, or whether she has touched it, or whether this was a complete vision, I don't know, we have no idea. Um, But yeah, three people have already died. So by going inside, well, died, have disappeared. Disappeared. Have gone inside the monolith and not come back, right? That's probably the important thing. So she keeps, this keeps happening to her. She keeps feeling or hearing that pulse sound and then time freezes and that thing, the necklace goes ding. It keeps happening. Like multiple times from this point on. Yes. She'll be walking, minding her own business and then boom, time she'll, freezes again. Yep. Like and a pulse she doesn't almost, know of, in, why. of
0: premonition. Yeah. Yeah. Because that happens in the next scene because Alan catches up to her hair to give her the maintenance yes. data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she, she gets that like, Spider sense, for Just lack in of the a term, and she turns around and, and she doesn't see anything. But then we see
1: the white dressed girl yeah, there, yeah, right. kind of observing her. She seems to be there for each of these moments. Yeah,
0: and then this is when Alan is asking her, "Oh, what's wrong? You know, um, it's, does it have to do with that incident?" Uh, referring to that incident that they had also referred to earlier. Yes, and she don't like, know oh, about She quickly yet. dismisses that. Oh no, no, no! It's not that. Of it's course a, not. It's it, you know, it's don't worry yeah. about it. Right. And so then uh, she kind of runs off because she needs to get to the bridge to report she with the needs, data. Yep. she's get to um, the Realians. And that's where um, uh, Alan is, is like, oh, I forgot to ask her out. Didn't you? Oh, I her? thought it was here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so what I gather from this is that she is special, which should come as no shock to anyone playing this game. Yeah. The hero is special. Uh, she has been selected and they are calling her. Mm-hmm. So whatever that implies.
0: So I I took down a couple of NPC lines as you're on your way to the Reallian Infirmary. Um, One says, when they touched that thing, they vanished instantaneously. Mm. Is it really okay to transport something so dangerous out in the open? Somebody is asking about. Right. Uh, Another from another NPC, did you know the Gnosis can appear anywhere and everywhere, even in space or inside a ship? So I, I, I found it interesting prisons, right? that this was kind of the first time in my playthrough I believe where the term gnosis was even was here. brought up was by this NPC
1: <laughs> and that you probably didn't. And talk I was like, you, right? "What's
0: the gnosis?" You yeah. know what I mean? Like we haven't even seen him yet, and so I was kind of thinking about that, like you know, how do I feel about that, or or even uh, I keep fetching up his name, uh, the commander.
1: Oh, Cherenkov. Cherenkov. Cherenkov.
0: And a little bit later, when he brings it up to her, when she brings the data to the bridge, you know, not seeing the Gnosis before we're kind of told about them in this way, I, it it it, I, it feels a little similar to, like how Sephiroth is talked about in Final ah. Fantasy VII before he's ever shown. Interesting. Right, they okay. talk about his power and how yeah. awesome he was and the greatest soldier ever. But it's missable. But they don't like show him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right, and and now hmm. this is a much like they go way longer in FF seven of like withholding Sephiroth from you. Yeah. But I kind of like it in this case too. It's like they talk about the Gnosis as this thing that it could literally at any time just pop up in so the ship it's and start just killing us.
1: An ever present threat.
0: And that's pretty freaking scary. That's super scary.
1: Yeah. It can and just come through the walls. Boom. At yeah.
0: any time. And it's like, you just never know, right? You never know when this thing could just
1: show up and kill you. You never know when knowledge <laughs> will become your downfall. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm taking this a little too far at this point, but put the word yeah. there. Every time you see Gnosis, put the word knowledge in.
0: But I mean, like, as an enemy, as like a force in the game, I, I really like the Gnosis as like a concept.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: That's a pretty frightening sort of like uh, external conflict to have to deal with where... You, you could literally never rest. It, it's a little bit like Sin, I guess, in FF10. Oh, it's like yes. Sin could just yeah. show up and destroy your That's village That's right, sometime. and you never know. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. That's totally interesting. Sin disappears, and bam, your village is... And your parents died, and... Yeah. So, I like it. I like it. Um, uh, it's kind of this slow build-up to, like, revealing the Gnosis, right? Um, so, I took a note here. I'm guessing all these switches on the wall <laughs> that they're letting me push and play around with are going to, like have some sort of effect in a battle coming up. At like There's point. there's no reason, that this, this would be the weirdest Chekhov gun ever. If these don't like play a role somewhere <laughs> yeah. in, in a, a battle coming up, like obviously they're prepping me for that. Yeah. And that's exactly, I mean, it, it was even beyond the switches. It was even the little tag game with the soldiers, right? Yeah, where right? they
1: get you and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you wouldn't stand a chance against the Gnosis if yeah. you can't run away from us. Yeah. Yes. And you're supposed to like use obstacles.
0: So it's like yeah. they're basically training you, tutorializing you on how you're going to navigate these sections while trying to avoid combat with the Gnosis later, which yeah. I thought was kind of yep. cool. I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. Um, okay, so I don't know how to say this name. Uh, the guy who's in the infirmary with the ca- cas- Caspas. Oh, jeez. She didn't. She didn't say his name out loud, so I don't oh, know how to. Oh, really?
3: You can only. Yeah, it's you. Only, yeah, I don't think they ever say his name directly mm-hmm. in the game. Mm. Um, but I say Caspache because like it looks sort of Italian. Yeah. Caspache. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, I could be totally wrong.
0: Anyways, sure. he's this guy in. I, I'm guessing. Well, they call it Division Three. Oh yeah. Um, where they work. III, yeah. They work with
1: realians. Yes. Yeah. And these are like defective or otherwise so something went wrong with these particular Reallians. It's they're, like a medical bay.
0: They're trying to download like battle uh, data into them or something. It's like something a training like or like an update to their protocol. Yeah. And like they're, they're rejecting the data. And so he's asking her to help him like figure out like what the error is or what's going
3: on.
1: With yeah, them. so apparently she's really, she's good with Reallians, or she's good with Daylicht yeah. in general. She does this type of stuff. Right. Um, so,
3: yeah, she, it, she it, seems it, to be a lot better with Reallians than with, like, real people. Too. Like, because yeah. at, at this point, yeah, like, good. at this point, like, she seems to keep, like, whether it's Alan or whether it's other people from First Division, she's sort of keeping them at arm's length like she's having all these weird like you know issues like everyone asks her like oh chief what's wrong and it's like it's always it's nothing it's nothing it's nothing
1: right she won't reveal info and she's very close with cosmos too her and cosmos have like a friendship kind of thing so she's good with non
3: Non (laughs) non-human people yeah
1: non-humans that's a good that's actually a good observation at least in part because um well, we don't know much about the encephalon, the the fake brain. Yeah. But it Maybe could very well be that this Reallian type brain is the type of brain that Cosmos has as well.
0: Mm. Or at least a precursor to it or something.
3: Or, something yeah, more. built on similar architecture. That's, yeah.
1: Otherwise, why would she be such an expert in, you know, diagnosing yeah. the realians and all this stuff? Right. Was there something else but you were yeah, going to say, yeah, she's TG? super good with these, like, not people.
3: I think it's in this cutscene like, it, it, it could be that she's just, like, a natural, like, scientific genius, because I think in this mm-hmm. cutscene, she says, like, or, she says, like, originally, I wanted to join 3rd Division, right? so I could yeah, work with the right. but that's right. they assigned me to 1st Division instead, and 1st Division is, like, the most prestigious... The cream theme, of the crop. The cream yeah. of the crop in Vector, yeah, but, and, uh, like, yeah. she, she didn't want to be 1st Division, she wanted to be 3rd Division, and... And, yeah. like, um, so when she was, like, so they assigned me to First Division, and you know, everyone's like, how did you get assigned to First Division? There must have been a yeah. mistake with the paperwork. Yep, yep, yep. And so that's, yeah.
1: This is funny, though, because that's my note here. Her family questions her assignment to the First Division because maybe she isn't really all that smart mm. or talented or what. Like, she's a respected chief, it seems. All of her employees like her. I never
3: so- thought that it wasn't, like, I, yeah i mean I th-
1: then why why are people questioning her being in division one then unless this isn't a merit-based system this might be an inherited
3: i always interpreted that as her sort of family like sort of teasing her
1: okay that's
3: probably it yeah, <laughs> yeah i i always I like, gotcha. thought that like especially like with their knowledge of realians like she is obviously a very yeah, very she's very top. intelligent she's an expert yeah person but like for whatever reason like they wanted her in first division um yeah. so
0: there's got to be a contact Zohar chosen one reason for that, I would yes, assume. Yeah,
1: somebody's uh, manipulating things from afar, I'm sure. Um. I also got that she's talking to these people as though they are robot computers. Like, mm. what's up with that? So these are like cyborg types. She's talking about, oh, what's wrong? Oh, I'm feeling a little depressed. Ah, something might be wrong with your programming. Like, what? What the heck? That's
0: true. That's like, interesting. It's, it's cool, but it's just like how very mysterious. adamant she is about their human rights... Yeah, and the fact that they're not that different from people.
1: But then she talks like they're computers. But she's like she's yeah. not being mean to them, but she's just like, "Oh, something's wrong with your GPU."
3: She's oh, almost yeah. like like I was going to say talking down to them. But like yes. I don't think like she would put it that way, but
1: Right, not in a mean way.
3: You wouldn't talk to a human being exactly. like she's talking to point. a reality
0: yeah, yes, right.
1: there's something afoot here. Something, something weird is going and, on. And
0: and I think they mentioned specifically that this is about like psychological support or something. Yeah, like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. She's like, basically what? being a therapist to
1: him. Yeah, except yes. the therapist that just plugs your brain into a computer and then <laughs> changes your programming.
0: Like, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, that is pretty interesting. But um, as
1: it is revealed a little bit later, realians are kind of like made. Yes, they're not
3: like they're, born they're S- synthetic yeah yes. they're
1: synth- yeah so they're created
3: it's they're
0: manufactured it's supposed to be like a bridge between or some phase in between a an android or cyborg and a yes. human being something between the two
1: cuz cyborgs aren't in vogue anymore they're they're old news yes. yeah yeah now they've got these bio androids that are basically people except who also
0: feel robots. emotions and have human intellect and yes. are by bi- Many degrees, like more or less indistinguishable.
3: Yeah, yeah. they're they're yeah, basically right. they're except, basically human beings, except they're not.
1: Except they will always do what they're told.
3: Yes. So they're There's human beings. There's a programming beings, of some kind.
1: And again, some Xenogears references there, but yeah, they're they're humans except they have been programmed to behave a certain. Yeah,
3: way. they're designed yeah. to follow orders. Yep. Um, yeah.
0: And and it's it's well we'll we'll point out some examples of this uh, later on that. That support that, but um, so she's providing this psych support for them, and uh, she tells Caspus Kep- or whatever his name is, <laughs> Caspache, <Kesapache>. Caspache, <laughs> that she always wanted to work like in the, the third division. <laughs> um, she's thinking about requesting a transfer.
1: Ah, yes.
0: And he's like, "Why would you do that?" And she explains the whole thing about her family and all this stuff you said. Yeah, yeah. This is where Lieutenant Virgil enters.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, this guy's a and this is where I, I, I
0: mentioned this briefly last time, where I, I really began to be hooked into the story. Yeah, was this section with the Realians, but in particular Virgil's connection to the Realians mm. and whatever happened on that planet, um, Milsha, Mil- yeah. that Miltia. that Sheon comes from.
3: Because yeah, Sheon's mm-hmm. from Milsha. Virgil was on Milsha. At yes. some point, when degree, and there was happened, some yeah. conflict
0: between realians and humans, and it's caused this sort of like uh, uh, more widespread um, yeah. fear of realians for human beings. Um, cool. There's some, uh, uh, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? What, Discrimination. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Thank you. Discrimination against realians because of whatever this incident was. By the way, I have um, to
1: point out it's called Second Mil- Milchia. They
0: have a second planet, so oh, the okay. first one was so where there's the event a current happened. Second one. The gotcha. second Milshia is where everyone relocated to after there you go whatever happened there.
3: Yeah, the original Milsha was whatever happened in the Milshian conflict. You know, you know, gotcha. that's a lot. So. and then I know Second Milsha is like where everyone.
1: And second, Milsha still. Exists. Second,
3: Milsha right. still. Yeah, that's Good. where. Yeah, that's where her she. Brother, owns. Her
1: brother lives now. That's yeah. right. She talks to him. Yeah.
0: Right. So he comes in. We get some great, very on the nose evil music. And <laughs> that's, that's how we know he's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is that he's not exactly. I I, I feel like they do something a little. He's more a pretty balanced character. actually. Then just make him like, oh, he's a pure evil, like yeah. chaotic evil character. Yeah. He's more like maybe chaotic neutral or something, but.
3: I always got it um, like like something serious happened that screwed him up bad. Yeah, he's yes. just
0: traumatized. He's, he's a traumatized. heavily traumatized yes. character. Yeah, And so he comes in and he's like smelling the Reallians, and he's just behaving in this very yeah. bizarre way about them, right? Uh, openly mocking Xian for referring to what he refers to as equipment, as people. Mm-hmm. Um, She's, and then
1: she yeah, she protests, but yeah. he's like, wait, but what does your company call them?
0: Yes. They're they're called Products. merchandise. Merchandise, that's right. It.
3: Weapons grade. Yeah, yep. weapons
1: grade merchandise. Ooh. Yeah. And she can't say anything about that. And then she's yeah. part of it.
0: He does this twice to her. Yeah. Where she tries to say, No, they're more than that. And he says, But then why did you do this?
1: Yeah. So once so. again, her actions and her True thoughts yeah. are, are in conflict, yeah, and that's what they're showing here. So she she thinks of Cosmos as something that shouldn't be used for what she's programming it to be used yes, for. Right. She thinks the realians are special, but she's participating in the system that is despecializing them. You yes, know? right. Like she, there's this huge conflict in right. her in her world in her mind.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, but what I really liked was that one of the realians steps in. Yeah, yeah. And says, basically, we are merchandise. However, I take pride in that because I have free will. Mm -hmm. And that was really crazy.
1: Yes. (laughs) I love
0: it. They've like totally accepted it. Yep. What they are, I guess, in the society, socially what they are. And they're like cool with that, or seem to be at the moment. Obviously, that was not the case in whatever happened (laughs) in Milsha. if there was an outbreak or some kind of conflict that happened maybe something was changed in their protocol i don't know but right. um virgil kind of slinks off after this saying just you wait it's almost as if he has a plan or something's going to happen
1: yeah yeah but,
0: but what really hooked me after that was Sheon's line asking about whether he's a dme addict i was like whoa mm-hmm. wait a second mm-hmm. dme mm-hmm. addict what's what's going
1: on with that um i so- put a drug question mark i don't know any more than that but so it seems like
0: there's did, a drug. Did you talk to NPCs and find out what that means? I, I found out
1: some things. I might be in one of my. Later because notes. it's
0: jacked. Yeah. I was like, I was like, really shocked to find out what it means to become a DME addict.
1: Well, maybe not.
0: Okay, then. so <laughs> let's hear it. You have to consume the flesh of a realian oh, to become a DME addict. I
1: had, did not know that. Oh my gosh!
0: You have to have eaten a realian
1: Whoa. in order to become.
0: It like changes your brain structure somehow. And you you get all these terrible symptoms. That's why he has like, like that hardened scar. skin on his face, yeah. and they basically can only manage that those symptoms. They cannot cure DME addiction. Holy, sounds like mad so. Cow- you I either f- have to keep eating realians, or they have like drugs that can just manage the symptoms.
1: Dude, that's jacked up. That it's is crazy. really
0: jacked up. Wow. And who, I, do, you, who do you talk there's to? There's just some them? random NPC in a hallway,
1: dude. <laughs> I was like, what the fetch? That's queasy! How can you not reveal that in a cutscene? That's huge, but it might be like two. <laughs> I don't know, man. It might be like if...
3: I'm thinking what? like if... I don't know if you have access to like the, the database at this point. like
0: Oh, uh, like in the emails and
3: stuff? I
1: think you do have something like that. I think where I read about it was in an email. I don't think I heard about it from an NPC.
3: Because some of this stuff, like I think DME addiction is one of them. Like, Shion mm. will say like, is he a DME addict? Won't that explain what available. it is, but like if you look ah. in the, if you look in the, I mean, you can maybe sort of piece it to piece some of this stuff together with context clues, but like then you yeah. can look in the database and be like, and you can get the dirty of like what DME addiction really is.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, well here's the thing this game has so many um, acronyms. Yes, there's a lot. So much. Yes. It's hard to keep it straight. If you're going to look up every single one you hear, you, this game's going to take a long time to play. Which is why um, it was
0: taking so long
1: for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's probably it. There's so many references and things, which, by the way, Virgil, of course, a reference yes. to the poet of the Aeneid and a famous uh, Roman poet from like two or 400 BC, 200 BC, yeah. something like that.
3: And uh, Dante's guide through the Inferno. Oh, yes. yes In Dante's
1: right. Inferno. Right is the guide up through Dante's purgatorium, and then I think it hands off to Beatrix from Dante's heaven. Yes. When he, <laughs> the when third he, one, the yes, and then right. Beatrice becomes someone else. Read it to find out who Beatrice really is. Okay, uh, but um, yeah, that's right.
0: So then Capace says that Virgil wasn't, or Caspace, I can't now say that name right. Uh, he says that Virgil wasn't always like that, that they had been at the academy together, but that he changed yeah. after this conflict at Milsha. That this I, is where I this did read about change that. occurred oh, gotcha. in him. And Shion's family was from that planet, and she, they were forced to relocate to second sec Milsha. She says all this. Mm-hmm. Her brother still lives there alone. And it can't have been that long ago. This is so, pretty recent. Obviously, something terrible happened between the Reallians and humans there. But I like what she says here. She says, after all, it's something we must never forget. For our sake and theirs as well, and the camera points mm. to a Reallian specifically. So she's okay. taking the side that like everybody was in the wrong in what happened at Milsha, both the realians and us, and we all need to remember this.
1: Okay. Well, once again, she's standing a- in between two different worlds, right. right? And that's not viable for very long, right? My, something tells me she's going to have to to pick a side instead of being the medium in between both, right? Quick um, note
0: here about one of the realians who's like messing up every proverb, like saying it <laughs> <that's right>. wrong. <laughs> and he says he learns it from some soldier, right? You can actually find that soldier.
1: <laughs> oh, really? And, and, he,
0: and, and, so and he messes him up too? She, she, she walks into this messy room and he says, who could imagine that a woman as beautiful as you could appear in such a messy room? You're truly trash in a dunghill. And she's like, are you calling me trash? And he's like, yes. <laughs> because it's supposed he to doesn't. be a jewel on a dunghill. <clears throat> yeah. And he says something else about, like, even Homer bobs. And she's like, you mean even Homer nods? And he's, get, he's getting them all. So this is the guy who taught the reality and all the wrong proverbs. I liked that That's touch. That's funny. That's that, funny. Like, you can actually find the guy who he referenced. And, <laughs> so it's funny stuff. That's um, funny.
1: And Vir- Virgil also, he's got a <clears throat> an interesting bracelet. Mm-hmm. That he's wearing. I don't know if that's relevant to anything later on. Oh yeah, there's an. This is where we also are uh, cued into the fact that there is an emergency shutdown switch for the Reallians. Mm-hmm. So they say they have free will, but there is an emergency shutdown switch, and I believe Virgil is going to give her a very difficult time because she's the one that programmed it in, something like that. Yeah. Um, but
3: or she at least knows and can access it. Oh, okay, fair enough.
1: So they have a shutdown switch. She knows about that but she's not doing anything about it, I guess. Right. But then Virgil also says, oh, he claims that he knows the deeper truth of what's going on, right? Right. He knows what's going on. He has gnosis, a type right. of gnosis, right. that he doesn't medicine. want. And it almost seems like, like he seems sick and obviously, but he has turquoise eyes and mm. blonde hair. I don't know if that's relevant to anything. I'm taking notes on all this stuff. Yeah. Especially because their eyes are so big, it's for so easy for me to tell. Yeah. yeah. But he claims that he knows what's going on, and like, oh man, you guys have no clue what's coming, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That to me, that's a pretty good thing that keeps me hanging on. You know, yeah. is when people reference stuff like that because it's not too much, uh, but it's enough for me to say, "Okay, clearly there's something more going on than what I'm hearing about."
0: Yeah, there's an NPC you can find who says, "What's so great about Reallians? There's no way you can trust those puppets." I like that they use the word puppet here, based mm, on what you go. happens later. Uh, you know yeah. what happened in Milsha, don't you? Who knows? The ones on board the ship might go crazy, too. Mm-hmm. So just Straight another...
3: Straight-up racism against Reallians there, yeah. yeah yes. Exactly.
1: <clears throat> um, well, it's um. So it's discrimination, but is it racism? Like, are, are Reallians... I guess it
0: technically is. If, if you want to call them sentient living things, I guess that's a race, but...
1: Is it a race? Okay. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Um... There's, so here's where the NPC that reveals what DME addiction is. And I was like, just like, what the, holy crap. He's got real dark real fast. Yeah. In a very, like, nonchalant, like, matter-of-fact <laughs> way. Just some
1: <laughs> random NPC. So
0: this person runs up and, and asks if Sheon has seen Virgil. And she says, well, yeah, I just saw him in the Reallian infirmatory, or infirmary. And the woman says, what? The Reallian infirmary? That's strange. Why would he go there? I thought he was a DME addict. And uh, Shion responds to that and says, ah, so he is a DME addict. And if you talk to her again...
1: That's it! I was going to say, I know this you probably conversation. You just didn't
0: talk to her twice, right? Oh, are you he kidding talked me, dude? talk to her dude? again, and Shion asks, doesn't DME addiction result from the consumption of a reality and body tissue? Its symptoms are similar to poisoning, right? And uh, how did the lieutenant become an addict? And the woman says, I don't know the specifics, but I heard... There was an incident during the militian conflict and that the symptoms followed soon after. There's so much mystery surrounding that man. I heard that his hatred for Reallians is due to DME uh, toxicosis, but that still doesn't explain his extreme hatred toward them. Wow. So whatever happened there, he fetching ate a Reallian.
1: Yes, apparently. Now, and was the circumstances <laughs> such that he was going to die if he didn't, or was it an accident, or did someone force feed it to him, or did it get injected, or was his mouth open when a reallion I... exploded and the blood <laughs> got into his mouth, and it in his eyeball, or whatever? Well, I don't know. I'm he, just saying...
0: He does say at the end of this whole sequence yeah. that it was delicious, which leads me to assume he did it on purpose.
3: Yeah, or that could just be like he's <laughs> or, so... Traumatized, or that messed with him so right. much that he's not like he's he, he wouldn't it. he wouldn't right, have right. thought and that knows? in he wouldn't have thought that in the moment if he was still on Milsho. Who knows? Okay. okay, so
1: so get this, just get this for a sec. It seems as though it seems as though Virgil has attained some additional knowledge that other people don't have. Okay, and it also sounds by this like he ate some forbidden fruit. Yes. Just gonna yes. let that sit for a bit. Okay. So he has tasted of forbidden fruit, and he also just happens to be a character who knows things and kind of wishes he didn't. That's fascinating. So human flesh is typically taboo, right?
0: Well, a reality in well, flesh. I know, but well, ah, in gosh. real life, human flesh I know, is taboo, but
1: right. I'm assuming a reality in flesh is basically human flesh. Otherwise, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I just don't know. This culture is different from the one I uh, live right. in.
0: Okay, so she finally remembers she's supposed to go to the bridge. Yes. So she finally gets there. We've already talked about how Cherenkov yells at her for not being fast enough with the
1: yes. Cosmos. Yes, while at the same time they're telling her she's going too fast and she's jumping too far ahead right. in the simulation. these people are...
0: Uh, so... Yeah, the, oh, yeah, from the team earlier. Yes. Yeah, right, right.
1: But also, once again, <laughs> she's in the middle between, between her two. team that's like slow down and these executives who are like speed up, yeah, right?
0: Right, right. Um, so he, he chews her out for a second about the only reason she's here is because the Gnosis could show up at any minute, right? at any point, anywhere in space, and just, like, attack them and kill them. Yeah. And you need to hurry up. And the captain tells him to calm down. And it's yeah. you know, like these people are, you know, working under huge time constraints. Like, stop being totally. so hard on them.
1: The captain doesn't seem to be in as big of a hurry. No. Cherenkov yeah, is in a hurry.
3: Cherenkov massive is the, yeah, he's the one that yes, sort of, like,
1: and the captain's like, oh, it's not a big deal, take your time.
0: They seem to think that they're kind of in the clear, and they're almost home, and they're like getting, they're, they're going towards a place where there would be more gates again, where they could jump. Right,
1: but there's like a time, it's like but 30 minutes to the next gate. There's
0: some like space they're in now in which there can't be gates for some reason.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I think there's only works. gates, and like there's certain points in space where the gates are and they have yeah, to travel yeah, yeah. through normal space and get to those points.
0: I So that they can, yes, I, I believe you're correct about that. Because when the, when the Gnosis do come through, one of the guys on the bridge says, this is uh, against the laws of physics. They should not be able to open a gate here. Right. right? So they feel safe in this space because gates can't open here
1: hmm. as they go through this part. That being said, they can't just stay there forever, right? Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, so this conversation, after this conversation is when I realized that this game is taking a very long time to get up and going. <laughs> it was after this conversation where I'm like, okay, I'm hearing a lot about what could happen and what's coming yes. later, but I'm not gathering so much info that's useful right now because it's all foreshadowing future stuff. I don't know where this is going. So fi- this was the first point where I'm just like, ah, I'm getting a little bit
3: tired slow. of,
1: yeah, feeling a little slow. And it was this point, which was more than two hours into the game for me, Um, and yeah. And I say, that's actually pretty good. So over two hours into a game, that is a a slow game, generally speaking, and I'm just now starting to feel the slowness, right? Like, I felt like that was a pretty good sign, right? I I usually get a bit more restless before this earlier Long in the game, yeah. Yeah. So I'm about ready for something to actually happen. (laughs) That was... uh,
0: and this yeah. is where we get the scene with Cherenkov reporting to Commander Margulis um, yeah, on the other right. side. And uh, he's rep- Margulis is reprimanding Cherenkov about how he handled the retrieval of the Zohar.
1: Yep, yep, um, yep. So Cherenkov, this is the secret meeting, right? Yes. This is fascinating, yes. right? There's a separate... Cherenkov seems to be you know, connected to some group outside of the military, outside of VTech or whatever the, what do they call it? Oh,
0: uh, Vector, Vector. Vector. That's it. Outside
1: of Vector, it's a whole separate thing, and it actually kind of puts Cherenkov in a more important spot than even the captain. Right. Like Cherenkov is in the know, and the captain actually is probably in the dark about yeah. a lot of stuff.
0: Right. So he's, you know, he's you know saying there's no excuse about the fatalities. You know, he's owning up to that mistake. Um, and then Margulis says that the problem is that the people vanished when coming in physical contact with the Zohar and that um, they're still transporting the Zohar in while exposed to normal space. Like, this is yeah. bad. Like, why are we transporting this thing in normal space? Not a good idea. Right. We gotta get this thing into hyperspace somehow. So they have a better idea of what
1: this is. Yes. <clears throat> Whereas the people, everyone else kind of is a little in the dark. Yeah. We- Mm. So
0: he's, he's, he's restless about the fact that the Zohar is currently in normal space, not in hyperspace. We gotta get mm. this thing into hyperspace, like ASAP. Do whatever it takes to like protect that thing right, okay. and get it there as soon as possible.
1: And he also says, we can't have the Zohar fall into the government's hands. Yes. Now, I'm assuming that they're taking this thing to the government. That's what they're doing.
0: Yeah, the ship is, a, I assume, a government military ship.
1: Well, it's, it says going... vector on the side of the ship. It says vector. Oh, does it? But I believe that they're working for the military. They're
0: contracted with the yeah, government. It
1: ship. seems like there are military people on the ship. Sure. I, I, I'd assume they're taking this to the government. That's my yeah. assumption.
0: So he wants them to stop that. But they're going to send huh. reinforcements to their convoy, uh, insinuating that Gnosis are like on the way or that they're going to attack them soon.
1: Right, it seems that yeah, they know And that. so
0: Cherenkov starts to get really nervous at that. You know, like, oh my gosh, like, no. Like, we, we, Cosmos hasn't even had any field testing. It's all been in <laughs> Yeah, it's all theoretical. Like, there's no way that, that that weapon can be activated in time to fight the Gnosis. Right. Like, this is really bad. Um, and anyways, he's like, uh, I think the, the quote is, I don't care if you have to send it into hyperspace by itself. Like, do whatever it takes to protect yeah. the Zohar, right?
1: So he knows what the, the Zohar yes. is. Yes. Uh, he also knows that the Gnosis are attacking. So. Yes, he knows they're on the way. Yeah, what's up with that?
0: And that it, it has something to do with the fact that the Zohar is in normal space. It's almost like the Gnosis, when it goes into normal mm. space, can find it and mm, they okay. just are attracted to it immediately. Like, a, like the ring race, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the sense I got. Hmm. Was that like, because the Zohar is in normal space, the, the Gnosis are on the way there.
1: But the Zohar could have gotten it before these guys got it, right? Uh, it, maybe. The, a planet vanished. maybe well, they just beat how, them to it. You know,
0: how do, how do we know how that Zohar got into the position it was in in the first place? True, yeah. We don't know yet, right? Hmm. So um, this is where we get the scene where Sheon calls her brother and they're arguing and quibbing yes. back and forth about her <laughs> returning back home for their parents' memorial and you know, talking back and forth about their lifestyles and hobbies and
1: whatnot. <laughs> yes, like the, oh my gosh, um, a family memorial, he's got like a family memorial because their parents are dead or something like that, yes. right? And she says that a family memorial is an obscure ancient ritual. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, are you reading esoteric old books now? I know. Like, wait, wait. Right. Is this um like, are you talking about obscure old books like Confucius and the Bible? <laughs> like, that's more or less what it feels like. Yeah, right. Oh, it's so funny. That about was it. that was pretty funny. I left yeah, it that was too. a good conversation, though. And um, uh, she says goodnight to her necklace. Yeah. And this is the first time that we see kind of, there. there's a flashback too. I can't remember if it happened before this or if it happened after this. She takes off her necklace. Maybe it happens after this. Um, but I have a connection I have a connection between her necklace and then the necklace of the, the young girl. girl. The girl right? in the white dress. Yeah. yeah. There's a connection there. So I put down here that it's important, but I don't know why it's mm. important that she says um, goodnight to her necklace. My next note is that uh, it, it's as if Oh, yeah, then the girl is the girl there while she's asleep, right? Yes, because she yes. goes to sleep. Yeah, so she falls asleep and the and young girl... And when she's in
0: her subconscious mm-hmm. mode, that's when the girl shows up. Yeah. And looks kind of out the window, and this is sort of preludes the Gnosis arrival.
1: Yes. So she knows, this young girl knows. Yes. Um, it also... It, the, the imagery here is that of a guardian angel, is what yeah. I'm seeing. So you don't know what to think of this girl the first few times you see her, um, but when you see her as a white-dressed, like angelic figure of light standing over a a, a woman while she sleeps, this is the it evokes the idea of like a guardian angel, right? Yeah. Right. And then the ne- the first thing we get is something along the lines of uh, the ship being taken over yeah. by something. Then, yeah. But I thought it was by Cosmos at first, but it, it's it's like well, Cosmos is a beginning awakening of
0: in an auto the, mode.
1: Xenogears. Okay. Yes. Like that's right? right.
0: So it's like all of a sudden Cosmos begins to activate automatically on its own. Now the yes. problem with that, and this is where i I'm, I'm trying to draw the connection between she goes to sleep and she does something when she's asleep. She's not aware she's doing mm-hmm. because. It's only through her terminal ah. that that mode can be turned You're back right. on. You're right. It's
1: not possible. Dude.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's what that's I think good. is happening.
1: I didn't think of that. That's pretty I good. I feel
0: like Sheon is doing something unconsciously. Okay. Where she activated Cosmos. Because she's the only one who had the terminal that could actually turn that auto-awakening yeah. back on. She's the only one who has access to that.
3: Which mm-hmm. makes sense, because we were saying, you know, like, she, like, she doesn't want to wake Cosmos up. Like, consciously, she doesn't want to wake Cosmos up. Right, yes. Um, but maybe somewhere deep down, she knows, like, she wants that's to true. for so, yeah.
1: Yes. yes. That's pretty good. That's
0: pretty Because good. Alan, Alan is talking about this with the other guys. They're, like, they're, they're sitting there, and then the alarms start going off. It's like, Cosmos is auto-awakening. He's like, but, but that's impossible. We turned that mode off. Yeah. only the chief has the terminal that could access that and turn it back on. The again.
1: trouble is the chief would have to be there to do it, right? Well, she
0: has a she has a terminal. She has like a iPad.
1: Oh, you're right, but then <laughs> the the communications get shut off in the thing. So right. then she does feel like she has to go to the actual place, right? Right. Okay, to division 1. That's crazy. That's So I feel like Damn. she did it, but I feel like okay. she did it when okay.
0: she wasn't dreaming okay. or something or asleep or unconscious or Interesting. You know, So, anyways, I I feel like that's another callback to Xenogears that I won't go into detail about, but...
1: Yes. um, Well, there's definitely a connection between this young girl and Cosmos. Like, for sure. Yeah. Um, And so, whatever's happening here, whatever Cosmos is doing with the ship, um, Cosmos seems, in my mind, to be doing this to protect Xion. Yeah. Right, and Cosmos is kind of like taking control of some things, right? Anyways, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Very similar to the beginning of Xenogears.
0: Right, so, So. Um, you know, things get urgent. Uh, this is where the, the, the Gnosis come through gates. This is supposed to be yes. like against the laws of physics. How is this happening? They cannot yep. possibly be showing up here. They start attacking. They
1: show up, yeah, uh, guns blazing.
0: They, there's nothing that anyone can do to attack them. They're like yes. ghosts. They're like are impervious to any bullets or damage or anything. They can interact with humans. Humans cannot interact with them. Yes. Um, so they're Except like nothing you can yeah. do against this enemy.
1: But I also have, there's another line here that says, wow, this is just like two years ago. That something similar to two years ago um Oh, that right. what's happening now is similar to what happened two years
0: oh, ago. Oh, yeah, because Sheon says, oh, it's happening again. Yes, this can't be happening exactly. again kind of a thing. It's really and happening. It's exactly either, the same as last yes. time.
1: And it's either the Gnosis attack or Cosmos awakening what, or it, by itself.
0: Because she does flashback. And yes, I, thought the, I felt the scene both. was really
1: dark. It was yes, really hard to see what's happening. Was, <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't tell, but there was there yeah. was a, a boy. She's, she's holding There's someone. Like I thought it looked like Kevin. I do too, but Kevin. I looked but back. Kevin's and Kevin's still think it's, alive, and yes. that guy looks very dead. That guy died. But and it she looked took, like Kevin to me. She took her necklace from that guy. So yes. the necklace she wears is that guy. So it's probably that not guy's Kevin. Thing. Yeah, I don't think it's Kevin. But
0: <laughs> the lightning reveals like some sort of predecessor to Cosmos or Cosmos yes. before she's in her finished body yes, standing there, and there's a bunch of dead people everywhere. So
1: the same thing had happened two years ago. yes. And Cosmos had had killed killed a bunch bunch of people, people. and she was there, but she survived.
0: That was the incident that Alan was referring to earlier. Are you thinking about that incident? And she's like, oh
1: no, not that incident. And that, probably the reason why Alan's not asking her on dates, right? Because (laughs) he probably knew that previous dude and knows that she's wearing his necklace all the time. And is like, I can't touch that, right? Possibly. Maybe.
0: Um, Okay, so then we got the Gnosis attack. Um, they're impervious to gunfire. I'm just trying to go through my notes a little bit here. Yeah.
1: They look jacked.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's And crazy. then I wrote, These
1: are the knowing ones? They're right? like meaning gnosis. They're like uh sea
0: creatures. They're like whales and yeah. Yeah, amoebas and
1: jelly type things, right? Yeah,
0: like yeah. Like well, and, and
1: that's indicative of, of their presence as well. Like, like they don't have a, a hard presence, right? They yeah. don't have a hard like bones. Sure. And they're they're just like liquid, like slithery, snaky liquid kind of things. Yeah. Right. Uh, but like, if they had hard exoskeletons, then it would be like okay, or even just normal bones, it's like okay, that that's too solid. These are these are liquid things that exist between states, right? Yeah. They're not quite More solid or amorphous. They're not quite liquid, yeah.
0: Um, so, they start attacking and killing everybody. Um, yeah, dude. This, I took a note here about, and I, di- I didn't mention this in the last episode about pacing, but this also added to my thoughts about it. As urgent as the music is feeling, I feel like the action, the camera moves, the the pauses between dialogue is like exceptionally slow for a very urgent <laughs> scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's on her knees and... Uh, you know, she's, like, trying to think about, like, oh, this is happening just like last time. But there's all these pauses in between it while alerts are going on. And there's these yeah. very slow panning camera moves as she's, like, facing off against them. And they're moving very
1: slowly. They and move very slowly like, at times. <laughs> very unbelievably slow That's not slowly. to say
0: that there aren't, like, impactful moments of action. Oh, I, for I really sure. like how they grab the guy and he, like, oh, yeah, hardens just- and then they shatter him. Like they're just like there's blood smashing everywhere, people, yeah. smashing people in the Not saying it's it's all bad. Yeah. It's just it feels very slow given the urgency of the scene I feel is supposed to be gotcha. communicating.
1: Now I actually I, I feel like the camera has a lot to do with it. Sure, <laughs> I felt like this was a very captivating sequence. Okay, I, I actually really liked it. All right, <laughs> I, I, I watched it and I was just like, that's my note. This sequence is very captivating. I think it's well done so far. Um, It's just, because each time they show the Gnosis, it's slow, but then they show a new thing that the Gnosis can do, right? So the Gnosis are here, and then it's all scary. You don't know what's gonna happen. And oh, the Gnosis can't be shot. Oh, that's crazy. And then a few minutes later, there's the next reveal. Oh, they freeze people or whatever. Oh, this is crazy. And then the next reveal, oh, they can walk through walls. Like it keeps one-upping itself. And it it is a long sequence and it is slow, but they're revealing information that keeps me very interested throughout the whole sequence of the fights and stuff. So I, I actually really liked it. I, I think what the I the Gnosis wish, are brutal. I think they are what, freaking brutal.
0: I, I agree. I wish what they I wish they would communicate that brutality with their camera. Yeah, yeah. Because the camera be a more is constantly slow panning. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Through this action, it's That's it's true. not like moving with urgency. It's not uh, moving with impact. It's not like it's yeah. panning into into and like following, you know, the the action. It's just kind of sitting there. Doing this slow move, and then it does a, a, almost like a reverse on the other side. shot of the same. You know that's funny action.
1: because for the PS One in Xenogears, that camera work was, it was phenomenal. It was it very was great, good. and I kept crediting like this is Takahashi and uh, Soraya Saga. Like they are true artists. Like this is really showing in the camera work, and I think you're right that it, for some reason.
3: I wonder if this is like the PS Two is brand new and we don't have our we only finished our graphics engine like 6 you know, months a couple before months repeats. before the game started <laughs> like i wonder yeah. if that's that's a side effect of X. that yeah. Oh, we, yeah because i, I will I will, say, yeah. I will say i will say yeah. that everything is it's all the the camera and stuff in the next two games are much more dynamic it feels like R- they okay, have a better okay. it feels like they have a much better grasp of like the technical capabilities of the PS2 and what they can do with the graphics that they've got. So this Um, could be an engine thing. uh, That's how I've always seen it, but who knows? Yeah. Uh,
0: They're using the same
3: engine for the following two games, right? I would assume so. I don't don't know. Like, I think they probably are, but-
0: I would assume that, but- Yeah,
1: don't rebuild the engine. That's the hardest part. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Okay, so, do, do 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 we have she uh Cosmos Awakening, and it's 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 done in a way that's like really scary, almost horror-esque. And like the entire crew is just like terrified of her, obviously because of what happened in the mm-hmm. incident. They before. know, yeah, they and know. And she they're just like it's I really love that scene. That's what, probably my favorite part of this whole sequence is it's it's Cosmos good. actually getting out. Yeah. And like the and, thing they, coming they off of her believe. eye. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like cowering underneath yeah. her. And you, you think, oh, well, maybe she'll attack them or something, right? But of course, then she, she's gotten past whatever error or problem in her programming from before. She helps them escape. Well, actually, not quite, totally. But she helps those yes. people escape. All the Vector employees. She's, yeah. That's her priority, to get them out. Yep. And so you're kind of wandering through, uh, trying to get to where Cheon is at. No, not Cheon. Where um, Cosmos, uh, Cosmos is at. As Cheon, And you're dodging all of the yes
1: gnosis in all the ways that you were taught to do <laughs>
3: yeah because in, yeah. in battle at this point if you get into a battle with the gnosis oh, you're dead yeah, yeah. it's
1: rough you got to avoid that at all costs you literally I'm cannot
3: like, do anything to hurt them at all and they can kill you in almost immediately yeah yeah yes
1: yeah. and you're sneaking past the gnosis and for people named gnosis, they're kind of stupid. <laughs> as it turns out, the Gnosis aren't all that knowledgeable about things. But at least
0: it seems that way, yeah. They seem yeah, kind of we'll, just like drones or sometimes, mindless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, killing.
3: Or they're just very focused organizes? on just like killing as many yeah, people as possible. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. single-minded almost.
1: And... and but in these sequences where you're running away from them, they just—it gives that impression. They're not that smart. I'm gonna at. play
0: tag with you, where I'm not gonna—I'm <laughs> gonna let you run around this thing to escape yes, me. Yes, and then thing. oh, right. see ya. That might be an, an instance where like the gameplay doesn't necessarily supplement the storytelling too well. So, so then
1: um, my next note is, ha ha! The chief's phone is a rabbit. That is yep. classic. That is great. Yep. It kind of makes the rabbit make more sense, but I still yeah. don't get it. I'm still confused. <laughs> I'm still confused. It's
0: just—it's uh, just Japan's obsessed with freaking. Uh, what do you call them? Oh, mascots. Hello Kitty, mascots. yeah, mascots. Yeah. Yes,
1: totally. Uh, Cosmos clothes make it look like she has a cross necklace by the way as well. Yeah. Uh, it's like her zippers and the way that everything kind of works. Mm-hmm. But she's got these weird, She's got. she's wearing weird stuff. But at least in part, she's got something that comes in the form of a cross which is similar to the young girls, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cosmos has blue hair and red eyes which is, Reversed from the young girl, so I, right. don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but it's funny because she on, she on rounds the corner. I'm at the part with oh, Virgil. <laughs> now. Just like trying to <laughs> blow her away. What? <laughs> what? That was okay. miraculous. She I, round.
0: They all missed every bullet. I almost bullet got missed. a feeling because she. Dude, she'd right. have been lit up. Right, and maybe I'm wrong about this. It, it was such a miraculous thing. It was so unbelievable mm-hmm. that she could not have been that's hit. That's my next no. Because she sort of looks at the ground, and yes. she looks around, and this I, I, it's almost like All how around her. It's impos- her realization that's impossible. Yes. That I did not die. There has to be some other force that intervened
3: she just kind of gets on her hands and knees and just curls up yeah. in a ball and like that's and that's all, not how that works.
0: It's like literally every inch of the ground around her and the walls behind her was destroyed. hit except for her her exact position.
3: Yeah. yeah. Cuz they're all cuz they're all in their eggs too. I don't know if you mentioned. Yes, them, but they're so yes, so they're So they're, ah, yep, yeah, so, right. so their their weapons like they can like their weapons can just basically rip holes through solid steel. Yeah,
1: they're very powerful, yeah.
0: Yep. And I feel like there's got to be some kind of
1: divine intervention in this moment or something. That's exactly what I wrote. I wrote, it's like she really does have a guardian angel. Yes. And I, I, throughout this whole sequence, from the girl watching her as she sleeps, to the necklace, to all the stuff, to Cosmos, like, singling her out. We didn't mention this, but you can see in Cosmos H-U-D, there's a bit of, like, a a map that's, like, locating, locating, boom, found Shion. Right. Specifically, Sheon. Yeah. Yes. And so it's like, okay, there is some guardian angel imagery happening here, and yes, and it's sure. it's being manifest in multiple ways. There's Cosmos. There's the 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 girl, the white dress the, the girl, white dress, yeah. and then there's the fact that somebody just shot a thousand bullets at her, and every single one of them missed. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. We're getting that she's special. We don't know why, but she's special.
0: Yeah. I, on my note here is why are these mechs even trying to shoot the Gnosis? I know. <laughs> it obviously it, does doesn't it, do anything. Does it slow them
1: down at least? Like, I can't really tell. I, well, that's here's the weird
0: thing. It seems, it seems like, like it slows them down a little. It seems like bullets go through them. But yes. when Virgil takes over the Realians, they grab onto the yeah, legs. Yeah,
1: and they're holding on. And yeah. they're
0: holding them back and slowing them down. So yeah. to what degree can things in normal space, in the physical realm, interact with these, to some degree, things.
1: It could just be that like the technology can't interact with the Gnosis, but that the human could touch it. Like, cause they're smashing humans into the ground. Yeah. It could be that they can interact with physical flesh, but that the technology and the metal and all that doesn't do anything.
0: It's, it's interesting. I just, I have a question about like why that is. Cause it seems like literally, it's just everything's going through them. But when the realians grab them and explode, it interacts with them somehow. So I just—I yeah, yeah. guess I just have a question about how that works. But Yeah, that's interesting. Um, oh, you also see a Gnosis sort of like almost oh eat or absorb gosh. a mech. Yeah, it melds with the mech. And like gets a gun and is like walking bipedally now yeah.
2: and
1: attacking so, them. So this is where I wrote, this is my next note here. First off, wow, this game is very violent, okay, because once the Gnosis attack these dudes like, it's just a slaughter. It, like, it, is, it is not pretty to watch. Uh, yeah. But because the Gnosis can meld with mechs, it kind of made me rethink what the word Gnosis means in this particular, what, the idea of gaining Gnosis, right? Sure. So I wrote, maybe Gnosis isn't meant to represent their general intelligence, because I commented that they're kind of stupid, <laughs> um, but rather their ability to gain knowledge or Gnosis from their situation and from experiences. Like the ability to qui- acquire the, the qualities of their enemies is pretty good, for attaining Gnosis, right? Sure. So it's like a Gnosis can absorb the knowledge of how to use a mech. All of a sudden, it's Uh, like, it's melding with something. Instead Mm. of just like, it automatically knows stuff, it's like a process. The process, it it can learn things quickly. Or it can meld with things and and utilize that as a a form of attaining new knowledge or something like that. So, you know, they combine with people and other things. My last note here is, uh, Book of Enoch much? Mm. This is a some Enoch stuff because you're getting a hybrid of a giant mixed with like technology mm. and in, a, in a, a definite giant motif like or feeling like theme kind of thing. Anyways, um, the Xenogears had a lot of references to the Book of Enoch. Right. And so I feel like this is the first part here where I'm seeing some possible references to uh, something yeah. like the Book of Enoch, which is of course before the flood when there were giants on the land yeah, the Nephilim yeah. and all that, yeah.
0: Okay, so because we have to get Case into the train station here pretty soon, I'm going we to rush through minutes. summarizing two scenes, two important scenes that kind of wrap up the sequence, and then I'll okay. let you guys kind of take over with word notes you have. Perfect. So we have things going to hell on the bridge, yeah. and the captain realizing Cherenkov is not there. Yeah, yeah. And they all, I, I, I assume, die on the bridge because, like, they get jacked. And the ship starts to sort of uh, nosedive in space. It doesn't really <laughs> make <space>. sense. But <laughs> ah, anyways, it's, it's like crashing sort yeah, of, right, yeah. is the imagery. Tarankoff is running towards the uh, room or the hangar where the Zohar is at. Yes, where the Zohar and is. And he yeah. has some conversation here with uh, Vanderkam and, and Vanderkam's yep. crew where basically he's saying, you guys got to get into escape pods and inject yourselves with eight milligrams of this dig-beta, which will make you seem dead. You'll be in a near-death state. So Mm -hmm. you'll be ignored by the Gnosis, Gnosis. but then like when our reinforcements show up, they'll save you. And so like, you know, that's what you do to escape. Or uh, I'm going to, he's going to basically try to send the Zohar into um, subspace, hyperspace, whatever you want to call it.
1: And will likely die in the process. And die in the process, right.
0: So, that's what's going on with him. He's like on his way to do that. And simultaneously, you have Virgil and Sheon like being approached by all these gnosis and everybody getting slaughtered, including the Reallians. One Reallian who saved her life as she was about to get attacked and basically like tells her, no, you got to escape and I'm going to self-sacrifice for you. Right? Yeah. It's basically Shion and Virgil are left. And what yeah. happens is that Virgil takes some kind of Secret protocol that are programmed into all the realians where he can control them himself like puppets mm-hmm. and she gets upset with him for doing this like this is a violation of their human rights, yeah, which they were given directly it's like it's like yeah. legislature in the government, but he says, however, statute, whatever paragraph you know thirteen states that the commanding officer that what you're talking about is peacetime this is not peacetime right. I can do this and that's why the protocol is written into them in the first place and therefore this is legal for me to do and she says but it's wrong and he says it's well just, if it's why wrong why is it in there why didn't why didn't you take it out mm-hmm. and she's like because that was the company protocol exactly yeah, exactly and it's all yeah. these things you're talking he about caught He caught her he caught her he caught her
1: totally yeah. did and she got nothing
0: And he's, so he takes control of them and they grab onto the Gnosis and they explode and the bridge collapses and they all fall to buy time. But then it doesn't buy them time. It doesn't work. The Gnosis just, they can appear (laughs) anywhere in space time. I know, it doesn't matter what they do. And they're going to attack him again. And uh, Virgil gets knocked out of his egg and they grab her and she's about to kind of accept her death in this moment. She has a sort of a... Vision of the girl in the white dress again. Yep, yep, yep. And let's see, have I missed anything here? Um, mm-hmm. Cosmos shows up, blows through the the door, starts fighting against them. Uh, she uh, Sheon tells her to initiate the Hilbert. Uh, is Effects, it Hilbert effect?
1: Something the like Hilbert that, yeah.
0: effect, which. What it does, we see now, is it yes. brings the Gnosis into normal space, yep, yep. where they are now physically present and can be attacked and killed. Yep, that is the secret sauce of Cosmos as a weapon, anti-Gnosis yeah. weapon.
1: So, so now we can she, actually fight them.
0: She, right? You actually yeah. have battles where you can fight the Gnosis now. This is for anyone who's played Xenoblade Chronicles, very similar to what the Monado does when you try to fight against any of like the uh, the Mechon in that game, right? Like mm. the Mechon are impervious, but, uh, the, of but the Monado can make them, now they're weak and <laughs> our attacks actually work. It's very similar to that. Cool. Um, okay, but as they're fighting their way down to where the uh, these two scenes now link up, where Cherenkov is by the Zohar, Kosmos and company arrive there, and Kosmos, in the line of fire, Friendly fires Virgil to death. Yep. To shoot a Gnosis that was behind him. Because Virgil and was in the way. Sheon freaks out. How could you do that? That's what are you What are you doing? Well, my priority here is to save Vector employees. Right. He not he military. Wasn't. I don't care about that. This yeah. was the best way to protect you. You don't realize. You're not getting it. That I'm a weapon. This is what I'm designed to do. Yeah. All these things. Um, Cherenkov is able to get the Zohar to go through some kind of portal into which I was confused about because I thought it was supposed to be physically impossible like against the laws of physics to be able to open a gate here but he seems to be able to open a gate that sends the Zohar into hyperspace.
1: Was there a reason for that? I don't know. Oh they got close. It was just a time limit. He was saying
0: we were almost there. So he separated like from the minutes. ship. Okay. He separated that hangar from the ship and sort of like propelled it toward the space That's right. where they'd be able to open gates again. You're right about that. So anyways, he's able to get it through. And then I don't know how, like, there's an explosion or something, but Cosmos and Trenkov end up like exposed to space basically. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Shion is in an escape pod. I believe Alan also gets in an escape pod. Yeah. With Alan, yeah. And we come to a point where there's a save point there and that's where we're stopping yes. for today. Now that we'll get, I've gotten through that whole we'll summary. We'll get to
1: Ziggy 8 next Any <laughs>
0: um, notes about any of that stuff.
1: I do. Okay. Uh, first off, TJ, do you have?
3: Yeah, I have a, I I have a, a, ton, a ton of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have one that comes to mind immediately and I might think of other ones uh, while you're reading yours. But um, yeah, there, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so there's when Cherenkov... This is before they Cherenkov, the Shion shows up. Cherenkov is with Vanderkam and, and his crew. Uh, hmm. There's something that I think is, is important that he says. He says to them, he says, The Gnosis are insignificant. They're oh. nothing compared to what will happen if it awakes. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. No indication of what it is. Yeah, and, and I'm like, he and is he it cowers? Cosmos? He, is it the Zohar? Like, he, is it what is the it? Zohar? Is it kind it's somehow worse than the Gnosis, and the Gnosis are just right. like blowing everything up left and right. Like what yeah. could be worse than that?
0: Cherenkov cowers as as Cosmos passes him in that little on that little bridge. He's like really afraid of her. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's talking about Cosmos.
1: That's my assumption too
0: like, if it awakens, meaning the weapon, meaning cosmos, that 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 the the Gnosis are insignificant in comparison to her. And in regarding our conversation earlier about her being an anti-Gnosis, mm. it's almost like they're going to flip the table on us at some point, and it's like she's the real
2: problem.
3: Although, it is interesting, because earlier Cherenkov was, like, getting on Shion's case, like, how yeah, are you not... Right, it. we need to use this like, thing. How, Actually, how, how is it, how is it that you haven't even, how is it that you haven't even started field testing? So in
1: that conversation, he wants Cosmos awake, but then when he's actually next to Cosmos, he's like, please go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting.
0: Maybe something happened, because there was something that happened with Cosmos that was not normal. Like two years before? No, like now. When when the Gnosis arrived. Because there was, Alan postulates, it's either the Chief's Terminal that turned the auto-awaken thing on with Cosmos or right. she's reacting to the Gnosis for some reason. Or she's
1: doing it herself, yeah.
0: So there's a possibility that the Gnosis arrival had some connection with again another leap of network evolution mm. in Cosmos's encephalon, and that's what he's afraid about.
2: Hmm.
0: Or something. That's that's my guess about that. Okay.
1: <laughs> so as it refers as it um, relates to the reanimating the Rialians to use as bombs. Uh, These Rialians were basically already dead. They had already been shot. And he took over their bodies to then crawl over as they were already in like broken bodies to go blow up and stuff, right? Uh So it's interesting. I've noticed more and more games do this than I thought. Like everyone's about to die, but there's infighting over whether or not certain tactics are ethical. But everyone is going to die. Like, it's very strange to resist a tactic like that, but if the Reallians don't give their lives, everyone dies anyways. Like, the situation is such that, you know, they're going to die either way. So something about this feels kind of unrealistic, but at the same time, it's actually a pretty realistic situation. And the emotions and thoughts are also very realistic. He has a point, but so does she. But... Not if everyone's going to die anyways, then she doesn't have a point, right? Mm. If that makes sense, right? If that's factored in as a variable. I could be wrong about this, I don't know. Um, I don't think people have an accurate idea about what they would be like in the face of certain death. Yes. Not just of themselves, but of everyone they know, right? Like, yeah, do you really know what you would do mm. if everyone you knew was about to die and yeah. you're there and you maybe could sacrifice someone to save them? Like, do you know what you would do? I don't think people really know what they would do. Yeah. Um, Anyways, like, do you not have a duty to do anything and everything to try and stop this from happening, right? So um, what Virgil says, he says, we're the ones that give them a reason to live, to the Reallians. So to the realians, the humans are gods, right? But, like, lesser gods they're not so benevolent. They will use their subjects to save themselves, kind of like the Demiurge, right? Yes, yes, right. Um, which is Gnostic, the Gnostic God, not God.
0: Interpretation of uh, yeah uh, The God of the Jehovah. Old Testament.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't work, and the Gnosis come back anyways. It doesn't work because while believing himself to be something of a God, he is a conceited Demiurge who is not really a God. He's just a dude, nice. right? So then the little angel girl, is just chilling underneath the Gnosis, looking at her. Now, do you know? Do you know this? Oh, it happens when she's di- about to die. Ah, so that's right. Then the she Gnosis sees the girl is holding
0: her, and she's about to yeah, give in. and the girl just kind of She sees there. the girl like underneath the Gnosis yes, who's that's attacking right. her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then she's saved, right? Yeah. Cosmos well, uh, shows that's up. When Cosmos the Hilbert effect up. happens. Yeah, yeah right. everything happens, right? Right. Um, I love the Hilbert effect, by the way. It pulls the Gnosis from the imaginary Eidos, right? The Pleroma, the heavenly, or the abstract existence, and it it pulls them into the concrete material, physical, real existence, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I love this idea, Uh, though without it applied, I wonder why the Gnosis can still interact with the material domain. We're gonna let that slide for now, because I'm sure they're gonna explain it. Cosmos is a freaking beast, is incredibly fun to watch. I have to admit, it's really fun to watch. That scene was awesome. (laughs) That scene was great. Yeah, it reminds me of a character from Xenogears, but I won't say exactly who it is. Uh, but yeah, Cosmos is very interesting. I'm making connections in my head to you know other games. Mm-hmm. Um, as he is dying, Virgil sees someone. He sees a girl named mm. Feb, F-E-B, Feb, an angelic woman. He's got some kind of vision too. Yep. But he's gone. Don't know who Feb was. But there's a girl. I have a he
0: feeling that girl. Uh, I have a feeling that Virgil's not, not. Gone I do forever. too. <laughs> I do too. I do
1: too for several reasons because I don't think we actually know his character that well. There's yes. too much there. There's too for much there us to, to already drop abandon him now. He, yes. he,
0: he's he's coming back in some form.
1: I I agree. Um, but he sees he has his own angelic figure that he sees that no one else knows about. Mm-hmm he also knows things about the future that he hints at that you guys have no idea what's coming kind of thing, you know? Like, and he ate the forbidden fruit of Rielian flesh, (laughs) right? So anyways, there's more to this character than we realize, but also he may be in a similar-ish type of situation to Shion, at least in part because he's seeing an angelic vision the same way that she is. Mm -hmm. So don't know what's up with that, right? But then I love I love how Virgil gets shot and Cosmos just lights Virgil up just so bad. And then at the, at, right after that happens, Shion goes, have you no conscience? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why that got me laughing because I'm like, you programmed Cosmos. I know. Like, Did you give Cosmos a conscience? <laughs> then what are you complaining about? <laughs> no. Of course she yeah. doesn't have a conscience. Also... Gnosis are wells. They're freaking wells, man. They do just They do look kind there. of similar. They, they do. look That's like true. wells. They just look a little like wells. Um, I love the Gnosis that um, show up in the battle, uh, the big Gnosis that show up with the Zohar as it's like yes. going up and we have to fight like the, the, the weird, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. That was just a really cool battle. Um, and then also, as the ship is exploding, as all of this is coming to an end, the explosions that you're seeing on the ship... Are, are those, composited exactly, of real explosions. Exactly. I was wondering if you yes, recognized exactly. that. Yeah, it's like freaking... They're real uh, explosions. Action composited. essentials before yes, action essentials. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was good. Uh, most video games will try to simulate explosions, but if you look at most simulated explosions before the PS3, really... Um, they don't look good. They don't look good. They look they good. pretty bad. The fire is not, not convincing. It's yeah. not convincing at all. And so it was really smart for them to use a real explosion, to just co- a video, you know, to composite in to the spaceship exploding. Yep. I thought that was very good. Yep. Uh, but the ship gets destroyed. The Zohar gets sucked into the whale Gnosis mothership world. Uh, anyways, I'm confused because there's some lines after this that talk yeah, about... Yeah, the big one sort of sucks was, the light back into itself, yes, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And but, leaves. But... Maybe we're just gonna stop here, because... Um, running out of time. We are running out of time, but that may not have actually been the real Zohar-ish? Oh, question mark, true. right? that's true, that's true. Because so, I, yeah,
0: why, I failed to mention that.
1: What did they go through? What did they, why did they go through all this trouble, and then it's like, oh, don't worry, that was just an emulator? Yeah. What? Right. <laughs> Wait, you just had Cherenkov sacrifice himself and said, at all costs, this has to happen, and you're carrying it, what are you doing carrying this and out? oh, actually? It's not a big deal, it's just an emulator. Right. What's up? What gives?
0: Yeah, because that, that is and what happens. And don't actually answer me. <laughs> is, and it's funny to me, or not funny, but interesting, fascinating to me, yeah. that Cosmos is talking to someone. We don't hear the other voice. I was right. going
3: to bring That's that right, up too, yeah, because yeah, because they're like affirmative. This, it wasn't the original, it was an emulator. Affirmative, affirmative. Yeah. She
0: confirms that that was not...
1: Oh, wait yeah. a second, She Hold confirms on.
0: that that was not the original Zohar. And she says it was an emulator of some kind. Okay, so to hold on. Else.
1: That makes sense. Okay, so Cosmos is telling somebody else after coming into close-ish contact with the Zohar that it was not the real thing. It was merely an emulator. Yes. And then, as soon as she says that, all of a sudden Cherenkov's shadowy boss figure dude also knows that same info. And it's as leaves. if Cosmo was talking to him. Yes. The shadow, like the shadow ma- boss mafia dude that no, Chirenkov m- 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 is secretly m- talking m- to.
0: Mergulis, Margulis, somebody like that. That's what you're saying, Is right? that the name? <laughs> the the guy that Chirenkov was talking to earlier. Yes, who yes.
1: seemed to be a side the captain didn't know. And yes, it was like a side right. hustle. It that, seems
0: like she's talking to somebody like that. Yes. 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 yes, yes. On the other end.
1: And then, anyways, that's interesting. Yeah. So just an emulator. I, I get what's going on. I get that now, yeah. so and there's a tracking device so that's fun yep and then i love this would you like to save i love this save point not only cuz it was very convenient for this podcast to end at a save point yes. which we like to do for yes. your sake <laughs> but also that when they ask you if you want to save after you've been watching nothing but cutscenes for half an hour <laughs> it means there's another half hour of cutscenes cut coming, coming after the save they're just especially giving you a chance to save especially after you just spot
0: a boss yeah <laughs>
1: exactly
0: in case the power goes out.
1: Oh, it's so funny. Oh, I love it.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, I think that's where we're going to have to stop. Uh, yeah. I don't know where to play it to the next time. I'll put it
1: in the pinned comment. But, Ziggy. Um, <laughs> the where you were supposed to play it to this well, time. We'll, we'll put it up Probably somewhere. past Ziggy. I think Ziggy's coming up pretty soon. So. Yeah.
3: It's Ziggy's the next part. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, like
0: really? right after this. So. Yeah,
3: after this next block of cutscenes, then you get then that. Then it's so, Ziggy. Then okay. it's Ziggy, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, All right. TJ, anything else you want to add before we wrap up?
3: No, you beat me to the uh, talking about the uh, emulator and who who's she talking to. That was going to be my uh, my uh, yeah, leave it on that mystery.
0: Yeah, it's a good mystery. I really like <laughs> it. That is actually as, like a leaving off point for okay. the sequence.
1: How many mysteries has this set up? Quite a off lot. Off the bat, a ton. A, 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 almost an overwhelming amount.
0: It's like the big ones to me are what happened in Milsha with yeah, the what there? Um Where's the true or original Zohar? Yeah, what's up with that? Um, Who is that girl? Who is this group that um, Cherenkov is communicating with that wants to keep the Zohar away from the government? Yes. Um, Why is Cosmos scarier than the Gnosis?
1: Right. Who who who's the little angel girl? Yeah. Who's Feb, the bit larger angel girl? Yes, who are the
0: who are these angel <laughs> who girls? Who are these
1: dream people? Oh, uh, why what is Sheyenne,
0: why is Sheehan doing things in her unconscious?
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> and and what are the freaking gnosis? Like what are the gnosis? What are the
0: gnosis? And why do they do what they do? There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, it's it's wild. A, there's a a a great amount of mystery that it certainly has me interested in finding out more. A great kick to the story, although uh, I mean, we played probably five hours to get to this point. So I, I, it's a lot. Maybe, yeah. Maybe four, yeah.
2: four. but yeah.
0: In any case, I'm excited for the next one. Thanks for joining us. Again, TJ, we appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys again next week. All right. Peace out. Peace. Bye. Bye.